Welcome to Cascade Connects, a podcast focusing on the people and events in the Cascade Collegiate Conference. Here is your host, CCC Commissioner Robert Cashel. Hi, my name is Courtney Blummer, and I am the Director of Communications for the Cascade Collegiate Conference. And welcome to the pilot episode of Cascade Connects, the new Cascade Collegiate Conference podcast. I am here with host and commissioner, Rob Cashel. And Hi, Courtney. Before we get started and talk about what this podcast is going to be about, I'm going to help you guys get to know him. So first question, Rob, what sports did you do growing up? Oh, gosh, Courtney. Uh, we kind of did every sport growing up. I wasn't very good at any of them, uh, but certainly enjoyed playing. Um, played a lot of golf as a kid and, and basketball and, and just kind of all the typical stuff you do as a kid. And, and um, we lived next to or close to a golf course, a public golf course. And, and uh, my, my brother and I played a lot of golf uh, year round and I was able to play on the high school golf team and I played uh, high school basketball. But uh, my career beyond that um, did not flourish, was not quite uh, good enough uh, of an athlete to play uh, at the college level, but uh, certainly enjoyed it for a long time and and, uh, and wanted to be around it and, and still enjoy not so much playing uh, sports anymore because my body just won't allow it other than golf, but uh, uh, certainly, uh, certainly enjoy it and, and love being around it. Awesome. Okay. And if the CCC could add any sport in the world without any regulations, just started right away this year. What sport would you choose? Well, we're right on the right on the cusp of adding beach volleyball. We have uh, we have five schools that are sponsoring it right now, and uh, there's talk amongst a couple other schools about adding it. So I think there's a lot of intrigue around that sport, uh, not only within our league but nationally. Uh, it is a national championship uh, for the NAIA, and and actually Corbin University uh, won the very first invitational championship two years ago. So there's a lot of excitement and enthusiasm for that. Um, personally, I think that there's some things that I, I, I would love to see in the Cascade at some point in time. Uh, women's flag football comes to mind. Um, you know, that again is a sport that's growing uh, across uh, the NAIA. And I, I think um, I think it'd be really cool to, to have that get a foothold out here west. Um, and then football in general, uh, men's football. Um, you know, years ago, and, and most people won't remember this, uh, but years ago, the Cascade Conference, actually, most of our schools played football in what was known then as the Evergreen League. Um, so that would be that would be interesting. And and gosh, there's just so many things that are coming up, whether it's cycling. Um, there's a lot of uh, uh, rifle sports um, like uh, uh Oh, target shooting and, and things like that. Pickleball, people are talking about maybe intercollegiate pickleball. So who knows where it'll be in 10 years. But I think um, I think initially, I, I think there's a ton of excitement and enthusiasm for beach volleyball. And then again, like I said, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe at some point in time, Cascade Conference football uh, for men and, and maybe uh, women's flag football. Okay, so you grew up in Montana and I moved out here from the Midwest. The biggest part that you helped me with my transition was just kind of describing and telling me all about the Pacific Northwest and all it has to offer, and you've stayed here your whole life. What is 
so beautiful and memorable about this area that made you choose and want to stay here? Well, uh, you know, growing up in Montana, um, it's just very much an outdoor uh, environment. That's kind of what you do, um, whether it's winter activities or summer activities or whatever it is. You're spending a lot of time out outdoors, and, and uh, Oregon offers that and, and just as much uh you know, outdoor opportunity. My wife and I and our girls were, were very active outdoor. We loved to hike and bike and uh, snowshoe and ski and, and just love being outdoors. Um, so I think I think the Pacific Northwest uh, just offers so much in that regard that once people come out this way and start to enjoy that outdoor recreation and and uh you know the the clean air and and just all those things that are that are important um if, if you like to be outdoors um it's hard to hard to give up as as uh, as i'm sure you're you're uh, hopefully gonna find as, as you spend more time out here yes for sure i'm really excited so shifting over to your position and your life um, in athletic administration, when did you realize you wanted to get into athletics as a career? You know, it was pretty early on. Even even in high school, I kind of gravitated towards um, the idea of being in education. And I don't know if in high school I really realized how many opportunities there would be in, in, in intercollegiate athletics, but certainly um, gravitated towards that. When I went to college, uh, my my goal at the time was to get a teaching degree, and, and I thought I wanted to be a high school history teacher and uh, a basketball coach. Um, so I was really fortunate to where I kind of had that in my in my viewfinder, if you will, and and um, then uh, at my undergrad at Montana Western, I had an opportunity to be involved in in uh, intercollegiate athletics at a at a number of different levels. Um, I was an assistant coach for men's and women's basketball. Uh, I did some work in in fundraising. Um, I did work in in game management and and facility up uh, oversight, and then also. Um, athletic administration and that's really how I got my start and fell in love with it and uh, just truly from early on in that experience knew that I wanted to be in athletic administration. Awesome. And your one of your first jobs that you were at for a while um, was at Eastern Oregon University and you were the athletic director. Could you talk about your time there for a bit? Yeah, it was a wonderful experience. Um, I, had, I had spent uh, five years at Montana Western as the athletic director there. Um, and previous to that, various different roles, like like I mentioned. Uh, but then I, I moved from Montana Western and, and Heather and I and our girls moved to LeGrand and I became the athletic director at Eastern Oregon in 2001, uh, a job I held until 2012. Um, and it was a great experience. Uh, LeGrand Le is a is an awesome community. Um, Eastern Oregon is a great school. We're so proud to have them in our in our conference, and and um, you know, so I have great memories of of Legrand. Uh, we raised our kids there, and and uh, um, 
you know, like like all small colleges, uh, we we certainly had our challenges during those times, but um, they were they were challenges that were uh, viewed as as uh, as just that a challenge that you need to hopefully rise up and meet and overcome, and and uh, could not be more proud of of my time there and and the people that I uh, that I worked with and and continue to this day have relationships with in terms of great friendships and and. Um, just a, a wonderful place to be, and, and again, we're so proud uh, to have the Mountaineers in, in our conference. And what made you want to take the move to the commissioner position? Yeah, that's a great question, and, and I get asked that a lot. Um, first of all, I think, um, you know, again, I had been at Eastern for, for uh, 11 years, and the job came opened uh, for the Cascade Conference Commissioner position. Um, there's only 20, 20 of them in the country in the NAIA. There's 20 conferences, so you know there's not a lot of opportunity um, for a position like this. And I just felt like at the time that my skill set um, really matched what a commissioner does, or at least what I thought a commissioner did. Um, I, I've learned that there's a lot of things that um, that I didn't know uh, that a commissioner would do that that are part of our jobs that that um, that you're you're part of too as your role in the director of communications. So, but uh, it, it was just kind of uh, for me, it felt like a natural next step in my career and uh, an opportunity that I really wanted to follow and. Uh, I'm just so thankful uh, that that I've been able to be in this role and, and have been in this role now since 2012 and uh, just love it, love working with and for our coaches, our athletic directors, and, and most of all, the student athletes that we get to represent day in and day out. So it's a challenging job. Um, every day is different, uh, which is also something that uh, I'm used to as an athletic administrator. Um, but yeah, just just love it. And we have what I think are, are some of the, the top administrators, um, top athletic directors in the country, unbelievable group of presidents that I get to work with and for, and, and uh, just very, very, very pleased to be um, part of our conference. And how have you seen the conference grow from when you started to this point? Yeah, another great question because, uh, you know, you, you don't have to look very far in intercollegiate athletics and see the myriad of changes that are going on, right? Um, and certainly at the NCAA Division One level, you're seeing all kinds of changes and, and conference moves and all this kind of stuff. But, um, you know, when I took the job, we had uh, 10 institutions uh, full-time and uh, Concordia Portland was uh, starting to make the transition out of the NAIA. So we were going to be at nine institutions pretty quickly after I took the job. Um, since that time, we've been able to grow to 12 full-time members, which has been uh, really wonderful for us. And then also some legislation in the NAIA that we were able to actually promote and, and put forward allowed for what 
everyone in the in the association knows now as associate membership. Um, so we have associate members that compete in the cascade in a number of our sports like soccer and softball and men's and women's wrestling. So we've added 10 uh, associate institutions uh, to our ranks and we have our 12 full-time members. So we have grown not only in membership, but we've also grown in, in sport offering. Um, we added men's wrestling, women's wrestling, and uh, again, like I said, we're, we're looking at possibly adding beach volleyball very soon. So we've been on somewhat of a growth trajectory, and uh, it's been really good because, um, you know, with that, I, I think that points to hopefully stability uh, in our conference, and, and we have a product that, that institutions feel is uh, worthy and, and, and has a lot of respect nationally. And you have had a very successful career. And as you mentioned, it's not the easiest field to get into. So could you give some advice for anyone looking to get into the world of college athletics? Yeah. Um, well, I think, I think you're a great, uh, you're a great example of how you do it. I mean, you, you took a chance on, on a job across the country and, and, uh, you know, and, and saw an opportunity and, and, and are doing a, a fantastic job. But, but even more than that, I think, I think if people know that they want to work in this environment, number one, uh, you know, study in this area. When I was going to school, there weren't very many, if any, degree programs that focused on, intercollegiate athletics or um, athletic administration, those types of degrees. So I think if you if you want to work in this environment, number one, try to find a program that is geared towards that. Uh, number two, once you find that program or even if you're you're not in that program, um, walk into the athletic director's office at the school you're at. Uh, find out if you can get involved because I guarantee you, I've sat in that chair. If you're a willing participant and willing to work or willing to volunteer or willing to, to get involved in athletics, there is a spot for you. Uh, whether it's game management, whether it's marketing, whether it's now social media, which is huge, uh, whether it's facilities, equipment, um, there are so many, so many ways to be involved. And in particular, at the small college level, our schools rely heavily on student workers. So, the, you know, I, I just guarantee you that that there's a there's a place for somebody in an athletic department if they want to start learning about the about the field, and really. Um, kind of learn it from the ground up, which is what I was fortunate enough to do. I was doing the laundry and, and I was setting up the, the, the nets and setting up the football field and, and cleaning up afterwards. And, and, but when you do those things, you learn the environment and you learn the industry uh, because there's, there are times even now, I'm, I'm sure every athletic director in our conference at some point in time this year will be putting up a net or taking out the trash or, you know, dealing with boosters. Uh, and they might be doing all of those things at the same time and, you know, within an hour, hour period. So uh, the other thing I think that's really important uh, to, to tell people who want to be in this industry is, you know, chase it. Uh, if, if that means moving halfway across the country to get to get your foot in the door, 
chase it um, because experience in this environment will go a long way. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's not the easiest thing to break into, but I think if, if people are willing to work hard, um, if they're willing to go in and knock on a door and, and maybe volunteer, not necessarily, you know, expect to get paid, or if you are getting paid, um, you know, maybe it's not going to be a lot. Uh, athletic departments and, and, and academic programs, there's all kinds of internships available. You might be able to get some uh, academic credit for, for helping, et cetera. So I think being creative and chasing, chasing uh, the dream of being in athletics is really the best advice I can, I can give anybody. Speaking of all that in your career, can you just list a few of your favorite and least favorite parts of your job? <laughs> Oh gosh. Well, certainly my favorite, um, hands down, my favorite is being at our championships and watching the student athletes perform on the field, uh, in the gymnasium, on the track, wh whatever our, um, whatever our championship is and being able to be with them and celebrate their, their accomplishments, celebrate their victories, share in their defeat. Um, you know, sometimes, although it's hard, uh, you know, that that's certainly something that I, I don't enjoy them being upset or enjoy the fact that they're, you know, they, they lost a game and now they're not moving on or something like that. But being able to be there and share that time and that emotion with them is really, uh, it's, it's really rewarding to me. But so being at our championships has to be number one. Um, being around our student athletes, uh, because as you know, for you and I, we primarily are working kind of behind the scenes, if you will, and we're working on behalf of a group of people that we don't get to see a whole lot. Um, so being with them and, and kind of realizing that, hey, what we're doing is for them and, uh, and, and seeing them enjoy it is really fantastic. So that would, that's gotta be number one. Uh, number two, and a, a close number two, is just all the relationships that you get to build in, in this type of an industry. Um, we've been very fortunate in our league uh, for a, a lot of longevity, longevity with um, athletic directors and FARs and coaches and stuff that have been, been at our schools a long time. So being able to develop those relationships and know who they are and they know you and so that makes that makes the good times that much better, but it also makes the difficult times if you ever have to go through them. Kind of, there's a trust there, right? And and uh, they know your heart, and you know their heart, and and you can get through you can get through difficult times as well. Um, probably the least favorite is anytime we're dealing with um, you know discipline issues uh, that happen. You know, and they happen from time to time where, you know, you have ejections or suspensions or, you know, somebody does something outside of the outside of the norm or outside of the rule book. And, and you have to deal with that from a conference level. Those are never uh, enjoyable. So that's probably one of my least favorite things. Um, and to be honest with you, uh, I can't even think of anything else that would be a least favorite because... I just really enjoy what I get to do every day, and and uh, it's hard to call it a job when you when you like it this much. Yep. That was one of the first things you said to me after our first championship, and it's very true. So, with all of that being said, 
starting now and looking into the future, where do you see the CCC headed? Well, I, I think, uh, you know, certainly league stability is always top of the list, right? Um, and today's environment is really difficult for our schools to navigate. Um, we have we have less college uh, college going population. Um, students are choosing other types of education, maybe trade school, maybe going right into the workforce. Um, and there's not as many college age students as there were 20 years ago. So that's a challenge for our schools. Enrollment is a challenge. When you have an enrollment challenge, then you certainly have financial challenges. Um, so I think stability in our league is, is paramount and making sure that our schools are uh, hopefully functioning well and, and maintaining uh, this, this kind of tough spot economically. Um, the next thing would be quality programs. Um, we, last year, as you know, we had an incredible year. We had six national championships, team championships. We had a number of individual champions in men's and women's wrestling and in track and field. We had probably our most successful year ever as a conference overall. So you want to continue that. Now, can we match that this year? I don't know. We had a great year last year. Um, but, you know, you always want to be putting a quality product out on the uh, out on the on the playing field. Um, things like this, what we're going to talk about a little bit later and, and the podcast and growing our reach and growing our brand and and uh, really just expanding uh, what the Cascade Conference is all about. Those are those are certainly goals. Let's jump right into that. So it was your idea to start this podcast. So can you kind of walk us through the purpose, your ideas, your visions, and just kind of the goals you have of the outcome of what you plan to get out of this conference podcast? Sure. Yeah. Um, it, it's been something that's been on my mind for a couple of years now and, and, and really just needed the right partner with the right skill set uh, to make this happen. And, and uh, thankfully, you came along and, and um, you know, when I talked to you about it, you were as excited about it as I am and uh, and have that background and that and that ability to, to put this all together. And, and um, so my goal of this is, you know, as when, once we start our, our get beyond this pilot program here and kind of the introductory um, is really to focus on the unique people and the events of, of, of our conference. Um, we have we have coaches that could be coaching anywhere in the country, but they choose small college and they choose the NEI and they choose the Cascade. We have student athletes that are just incredible that I want to highlight. Um, you know, some people know, and this is a great opportunity maybe at some point to bring uh, bring her on, but College of Idaho has a Rhodes Scholar that, that was a soccer player. Um, you know, we have doctors and nurses, and we have people doing amazing things. We have people uh, just crushing it academically and, and doing great things out in their community. So it's really a goal to not only talk about athletics and all the great things that are going on in athletics, but also highlight the people behind all of that. And uh, athletics is a part of their life. And there's some amazing things going on in addition to athletics. So we want to highlight that in addition to talking athletics. Okay, well, that was all I had for me.
we'll turn the tables a little bit now and and I'll become the interviewer and uh, as you mentioned Courtney Blummer uh, our new director of communications and started full-time in January of this year and and Courtney we uh, we did all of our communicating and, and our interviewing and kind of our talking back and forth via zoom and what drew you to uh, make an application to the Cascade conference and and uh, and really for yourself realize that you wanted to jump back into college athletics? Yeah, so I double majored in criminal justice and communications. Uh, I played college softball and I grew up kind of in the world of athletics and I figured to myself I didn't really want to study it in school and I thought it would be a good break after college. I didn't think I wanted to get into it. And then fast forward six months post-college, um, I was kind of at home figuring out what I wanted to do next and it just kept getting pulled. Um, my sister's in marketing and she was kind of helping me create my resume for that and all of these things and nothing just really seemed to fit or stick. I wasn't passionate about that. Um, so I thought it'd be a lot different once graduated and was all done. But once I saw this job posting at the right time of me just applying to a bunch of jobs, it was one of the first and one of the only college jobs. I was like, wow, how cool that be to work for a conference um, in a state um, I'm not too familiar with and just get back into it exactly what I have loved for the past four years so I just that's kind of what drew me to apply and thankfully get this position. You mentioned you played college softball and I know you played uh, NAIA at Cardinal Stretch and you were a second baseman. Um, so tell me a little bit about your experience as an NAIA athlete, uh, not only on the field and kind of what that meant to you, but going back to what we talked about earlier, you were one of those students that walked into the athletic director's office and said, hey, I want to get involved. Yeah. Um, college athletics was always something that I kind of knew I was going to do from an early age. It was never really a question. It was kind of just what sport uh, my family had all done it and I just knew it was a very good way to put my time. I loved being active and hanging out and being with friends. So that was kind of what drew me into just picking what school and what was best for me. Um, I love just the world of college athletics because even though we all are really busy in college, it just gives you more of a purpose and just more time and energy positive things that's going to help you grow. and can even probably help me get this job too. It's just so much things that can help you advance, even if it's not directly related to your future career. Um, it just gives you discipline and structure and responsibilities. And then on top of that, just kind of having fun. And it is a very big challenge. And that is why there's only a small percent of college athletes is because you do have to balance academics on top of all that and make time for everything. But that was kind of what drew me into it and what I enjoyed and got out of it. Um, and on top of that, I was able to balance a lot of it pretty well. And in my athletic department, I was able to see different schools in my conference kind of doing different things than what my school did. And I knew I had the time and energy and passion. And so that is something that I did walking into my athletic director's office and kind of figuring out a place of where I can put my assets, um, to utilize to help grow things that I knew that just at my small school that we kind of all wanted to see done. And so 
Yeah, again, a great example. And and you walked in there, you weren't expecting to be paid, you just you wanted to make an impact and you wanted to make a difference. And you knew you knew you had the skill set to do that, um, which is really cool. So you've brought a you've brought a ton of um, uh, really experience and kind of proficiency in social media and graphic design in video and all of that to our conference. So, you know, tell me, tell me where, what your goals are and where you see, uh, your position evolving into and some of the things that you're working on. Yeah. So that was kind of one of the first things we talked about was interviews. And that was kind of the first thing we did when I went to my first championship. I think me being a student athlete just two years ago now, I know what I wanted to see and my friends and all of my teammates and school members, what we kind of wanted to see done. So I think that really gives me an advantage to, I'm close to the age of these student athletes. I grew up for better or for worse. I grew up in the world of technology. I had a phone in my hand at very young age. I had always been experienced and I kind of knew what was going on, what's trending, what people want to see. And so that was my main goal and my passion to coming in here, being able to give back to maybe some of the things I wasn't able to get. Um, a lot of it too was the recognition. You kind of mentioned the difference between NAI and D1. Yeah, we're not all D1 athletes, but that doesn't mean the student athletes shouldn't be treated, can't be treated exactly the same because of money and financial like we talked about, but we can have resources. I have my phone, we bought microphones. We can do things to publicize these student athletes, get their word out, get their messages across, even with this podcast and things. So that is kind of my main goal and focus right now is finding as many avenues and ways I can to just keep promoting these athletes, get their message out, get their word out and helping them grow. The message. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and uh, I, I, for one, am glad that you uh, grew up in technology age because uh, <laughs> you helped me uh, make sure I'm doing things correctly. And, and uh, you haven't said, let's go boomer to me yet, but, um, <laughs> but maybe that's coming. I don't know. Uh, so two more questions and then we'll wrap it up our, our first pilot uh, program. But um, tell me uh, what is so far, what has been your most favorite uh, thing one or two about the job and, and what is something that maybe um, maybe you found out that you do in this job that uh, I don't really like that part so much um, my favorite part I'll just have to piggyback off you is getting to meet the student athletes in person at the championships um, we do work remote most of the time so I don't get to interact with them as much as I'd like so it's really fun just cherishing those few weeks and months and it does get a lot, like we said, we're just on the road a lot during those times, but it makes you just cherish them so much more, being able to set up everything, interview them, talk to them, watch them play their games just live in person and kind of interact and face-to-face -face so they know who you are and kind of put a name to a face and having them, from my experience so far, it has been wonderful. They've all been very appreciative. They've all been so nice. And so that is my definitely my favorite part. My least favorite part is probably making all of the academic all conference lists because oh, it was amazing yeah. seeing all of the names but <laughs> having to put all of the names of our 400 plus athletes every season onto a list it's not the funnest thing in the world but i do really <laughs> appreciate and love all of the hard work that our athletes do 
So we mentioned that you moved from Minnesota, uh, went to school in Wisconsin, moved from Minnesota after this job. You have family in California. Um, so tell me, tell me what what have you enjoyed about your move so far? You're you're now in the in the central Oregon area, which is beautiful. Um, but tell me what you've enjoyed about being out in the Pacific Northwest. I really like how active and friendly everyone is here. Um, everyone is always outside doing different hikes and water activities, and there's mountains everywhere. It is just very different from back home in Minnesota. Um, a lot warmer. I know it still gets cold and snowy in the winter, but just not nearly as bad. So being able to just see all these different, honestly, activities and sports and views that I never got to experience growing up is probably my favorite part. It's just a whole different part of the world that I'm really loving. Well, we're uh, we're so grateful that you saw the advertisement that you uh, made application and and now uh, now you're just such an integral part of of what we do in the Cascade Conference and have made a huge impact in in a short period of time. So we thank you with that. So with that, Courtney, I'll let you wrap this up and kind of tell our audience um, what to expect. When will this po first podcast drop? And uh, and when you know kind of the outline of uh, of our of what our plan is um, moving forward. Yeah, so thank you guys all for tuning in. So look for us to drop episodes every Thursday or every other Thursday. It'll just depend on our schedules and what guests we can get. But next week, we are going to have our first guest of the Cascade Collegiate Conference number one preseason poll pick, volleyball head coach from Corbin. She's going to jump on and we are going to talk to her about her season and their upcoming plans for their team and what they're looking forward to. Awesome. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for putting this together and, and uh, for, for our listeners and our viewers. Um, we, we hope you enjoy the podcast and, and are looking forward to bringing you uh, great stories from the Cascade Conference. On behalf of director Courtney Blummer and host Robert Cashel, thanks for tuning in to Cascade Connects, the official podcast of the Cascade Collegiate Conference, 15 championships, and over 3,000 student-athletes. This is the CCC.